most powerful spiritual force in this earth. Power of God. Power given to man to heal, deliver, restore, pretty much change, change, change life. But this power of God has to be understood. Because you just can't go around healing people, delivering people. wasn't even like that when Jesus was using it or using him. Praise God for revelation knowledge. Let me ask a question. Can God go around healing people, raising people from the dead? God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Every day. Huh? Yeah. Every day, all day, we see miracles happen. That's right. God can do it. Piece of cake. Absolutely. No doubt about that. That's good. That's very good. Absolutely. And so, Satan... Remember, remember something. I know we've been we've been getting involved. We've been learning about about how this power works and um, how to utilize it and things of that nature. But remember, Satan understands all this. Don't forget that he knows God. He was an angel, an archangel. He wasn't just Satan. Wasn't just he was. He knew he spent uh, millions of years with God. So Satan knows what he needs to do to remove us from that power. And he and he does every single day. God also knew that the only way to help us is through redemption. That's the only way to help us, to redeem us. From the curse, because I mean, just covering the sin wasn't going to work. He tried it in the Old Testament, just, just um, um, being part of what we're doing wasn't going to work. He needed something powerful, so he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Wow! Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. For whosoever believeth in his son Jesus, only begotten son, shall not perish, but have everlasting life, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Extremely powerful. And so, so this redemptive power, Jesus, the Bible says, listen, listen. To, for God so loved the world that whoever uh, believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So it's a belief factor. And Satan does everything he can to remove us from that. Go to church, read the Bible, don't believe. Don't believe. Pray. Don't believe. That's what Jesus said in the, in, when he was walking on the street. He says, only believe. 
false belief. And he uses uh, great examples in the Bible. He uses the woman with the issue of blood. Beautiful example. He uses Paul. Another beautiful example. The woman with the issue of blood, uh, he turns around to her and looks at her and says, your faith, your belief has made you whole. Go in peace. Healed her instantly. Or her Jesus? No, her belief did. And so what Satan consistently does on this earth is he gives us reasons not to believe. He removes us from he removes us from the spiritual into the natural, and he causes unbelief instantly, just like he did Adam and Eve. He removed Adam and Eve from the from the spiritual. Just by doubting. Just for a second. So Jesus says again, only believe. Only believe. Only believe that God is sovereign. And the Holy Spirit will activate. Only believe that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The Holy Spirit will activate. Only believe that you are a child of the Most High God. It will activate the Holy Ghost. Only believe... Go ahead, Mara. That's the problem, that Satan deceives people into thinking that they've been... (laughs) They, they've done bad things, so they're not um, they're not uh, worthy. And, and that's what I hear a lot about people, like when they want, like when you talk to them and stuff, and they they feel like they're not worthy to come to God, and 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 they're wrong. And that's where the church has failed. You yeah. know, we need to embrace people, regardless yeah. of. And the only way is us going through. You know, I've been meditating a lot on this you know, that you have been talking about of transformers and stuff. And and I know that God is working and, and we'll we'll get there. I mean Amen. I know we're there. And and but what helps us is that we know now that none of us are good enough, you know, it's by by the grace of God. But we have been transformed and, and we can help people that are going through things and, and making them, you know, feel or, or know the word of God says, you know, that none of us are, are, are worthy, only him. So, yeah, it's, the, the, it's all in, in the mind. The, the battle is in the mind. And that's Amen. what Satan has done, uh, you know, a good job of, of telling people that they're not worthy. Amen. And that's why it's so important to be Christ-like. Because, Amen. as Myra just says, I mean, people need to be encouraged not only by talking about Jesus, but seeing Jesus in us. And it all, it all comes together, like Myra says. I mean, she says, you just said, Myra, very important. I mean, I, uh, uh, the Holy Ghost just took over. Myra, you just started talking powerful stuff. Praise God. But listen, the, the importance of what you just said is so powerful because it's true. That yes, naturally, we're not worthy. 
but it's not because of us that we can believe. It's because of Jesus. Period. Period. And the responsibility that we have to believe is ours. It's like you said, you've been meditating on transformation. Yeah. Transformation is not being reformed. What that means is that transformation isn't going from uh, being uh, Hispanic to Jewish. No. Transformation is going from being uh, feeling guilty to knowing uh, that you wash whiter than snow. That's what changes lives. It's when you know that nothing is impossible to you. Who believes? You can all you can have all things to those who believe. If you believe in your heart and doubt not, you have what you say. That's when the Holy Spirit gets involved. That's what Jesus says: believe only. And we've been, get, we've been working um, um, on teaching and getting to this point tonight, uh, March 31st, 2021. We've been learning about this Holy Spirit, and then we got to this, this point where we just got to believe. That's it. That's what Jesus said that often. Only believe. We just have to 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 believe. When the Holy Spirit directs you, you just have to believe. When the Holy Spirit asks you to, asks you to do something, you just have to believe. And obey. You, you realize that, amen, Mara, you realize that the Holy Spirit never asks your opinion. Never. Give it some thought. Go back to all the times that the Holy Spirit asked you to do something. The Holy Spirit doesn't say, what do you think, Myra, about praying for somebody? Never. Or, nope. What never. Do you, he never gives you, the Holy Spirit never gives you uh, options. Okay, give $15 instead of 50 Never. Because it's not based the power of God, which is what we're studying in the book of Acts, and we've been studying for over a year now. The, the power of God is not activated by our um, intentions. The Holy Spirit is activated by belief. So powerful. And, and so, and that's why, listen, let me, let me share one more thing and then we'll get into the book of Acts. We, 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 I promise that we would do that today, so we are. I think we're in Acts 24, if I'm not mistaken. Acts 24, uh, we'll get to that here in a second. But uh, the, the, uh, let, let's go back to, to the, the power of God and the Holy Ghost and, and what we're learning uh, when it comes to this, to this power of God that um, the Bible makes it very clear that if you believe in your heart, you will have what you say. 
That's what the Bible says, God knows your heart. You just got to believe and, and, and you have what you say. Because, again, uh, belief activates this power. It's, the, it's a switch. So powerful. The most powerful spiritual force and natural on this earth. And it's activated as simply as believing. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, for dying, sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. I thank you that we were wise. Thank you that we're blessed, that we're highly favored. Thank you, Father God, that we have the anointing. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you that we are empowered to prosper. Thank you that we're prosperous. Thank you that we're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Thank you, Father God, for Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So we're in Acts chapter 24. And remember, we're studying, we're studying the Holy Ghost. We're studying the Holy Ghost in power. Acts chapter 24, I'm going to start in verse 1, and then uh, I'm going to pass it on to some of you who are on the phone. Five days later, the high priest Ananias came down from Jerusalem to Syria with some elders and an attorney named Tertullus. Acting as spokesman and counsel, they presented to the governor their formal charges against Paul. After Paul had been summoned, Tertullus began the complaint against him, saying to the governor, Since through you we have attained great peace, and since by your foresight reforms are being carried out for this nation, in every way, in every place, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge this with all gratitude. 20 to verse 4. But so that I do not weary you further, I beg you to grant us, by your kindness, a brief hearing. 5. For we have found this man to be a public menace, and one who instigates dissension among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the heretical sect of the Nazarenes. Verse 6, He even tried to desecrate the temple, but we took him into custody and we intended to judge him by our law. But Lysias, the commander, came out with great force, took him out of our hands, and ordered his accusers to come before you. By interrogating him yourself concerning all these matters, you'll be able to determine the truth about these things with which we charge him. The Jews also joined in the attack, declaring and insisting that these things were so. When the governor nodded for him to speak, Paul answered, Knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I make my defense cheerfully and with good courage. As you can easily verify, it has been no more than twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. Neither in the temple nor in the synagogues, nor elsewhere in the city, did they find me carrying on, carrying on a discussion or disputing with anybody or causing a crowd to gather. Nor can they present the evidence to you to prove what they now bring against me. But I confess this to you, that according to the way which they call a divisive and heretical sect, I do worship and serve the God of our fathers, confidently, believing everything that is in accordance with the law of Moses and that is written in the prophets, having the same hope in God 
with these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection of the dead, both of the righteous and the wicked. In view of this, I also do my best and strive always to have a clear conscience before God and before men. Now, after several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring to my people charitable contributions and offerings. They found me in the temple presenting these offerings after I had undergone, after I had undergone the rites of purification without any crowd or, or uproar. But there were some Jews from the west coast province of Asia Minor who ought to have been here before you to present their charges if they have anything against me. Or else, let these men tell what crime they have found me guilty of. When, stood, when I stood before the council, Sanhedrin, Jewish High Court, other, other than for this one statement which I had shouted out as I stood among them, for the resurrection of the dead, I am on trial before you today. But Felix having a rather accurate understanding about the way, put them off, saying, When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. Then he ordered the centurion to keep Paul in custody, but to let him have some freedom, and he told the centurion not to stop any of his friends from providing for his needs. Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewish. He sent for Paul and listened to him talk about faith in Christ Jesus. But as he was discussing righteousness, self-control, honorable behavior, personal integrity, and the judgment to come, Felix became frightened and said, Go away for now. When I find a convenient time, I will send for you. At the same time, he was also hoping to get money from Paul as a bribe, so he continued to send for him quite often and talked, to him, talked with him. But after two years had passed, Felix was succeeded in office by Porcius, Festus, and wishing to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. I just read the whole 24th chapter of Acts. And you can look at this naturally, you can look at this spiritually. But I prefer, of course, as we talked about today at 1230, to look at this spiritually. The Holy Ghost and power of God is not going to act upon this earth without the uh, belief of an individual. And if he has to convince you that Jesus is the Son of God, then he's already lost. If he has to put you in a position of judgment, of condemnation, then he's already lost. The Holy Spirit cannot operate on this earth without being believed on. Anything less of that is going, he's going to be imprisoned. There's no tools in operation without believing body of Christ. None. None. If they don't, if the body of Christ does not believe in Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, then the Holy Ghost is imprisoned. He cannot be released until people believe.
And if so, so just just listen to what I just read, Acts chapter twenty-four, and and let's take it in. Let's take it into today. Today, the power of God is available to anyone, anytime, anywhere, any place. But He won't He won't come out just because you're a Jew or you're a churchgoer or you're a, you pray or uh, uh, you go to church. It's not, he's not just going to come out. No. I mean, uh, recognize that, that uh, the enemy allowed people to come see Paul. But they wouldn't, he wouldn't let Paul go. He kept him imprisoned for years. Just like we do the Holy Spirit. We keep him imprisoned through our unbelief, through our disobedience. And really, disobedience is unbelief, because if you believe, you'd obey. Understand that. When Jesus says only believe, it, you could also be say only obey. You could interpret that to say, when Jesus said in, the, in, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, church, only believe, you could also uh, 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 translate into saying only obey because if you believe you'd obey and, and right now that Holy Ghost is imprisoned been in prison for years <laughs> because the church is more concerned with what is going on around them than they are what they believe. That's what the Bible says. Don't be moved by what you see, but be moved by what you believe. That's right. See? We've imprisoned uh, the Holy Spirit for years. We just read about it in Acts chapter 24. Because we want to be moved by what we see. And we keep the power of God in shackles. And we call it subtlety. We call it religion. And we keep that power of God imprisoned time after time after time. People are dying all around us. The Holy Spirit is shackled. In Acts chapter 24, verse 27, it says, But after two years had passed, Felix was succeeded in office by Porcius Festus, and wishing to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. And we continually uh, test God, and we put him in situations where we say, God, if... if only my my marital situation would change, I would serve you. If only my financial situation would change, I'll serve you. If only my physical state would change, I'll serve you. Togwash. Because the the, the uh, 
status at that time changed and still the power of God was in prison for years and years and years and it's still, it's still so. We keep the power of God in shackles because we, we want to uh, convince ourselves as Myra said earlier that we're worthy And until we feel worthy, we'll keep the Holy Ghost in prison. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. And years go by, and years go by, and years go by, and years go by, and the bondage is, and the bondage continues, and the bondage continues, and sickness continues, and death continues, lack continues. We don't want to let go of the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was a kid, and I used to get, I, my parents used to buy me something, which was not often, right? But when they did, I wouldn't want to use it because I didn't want it to get dirty or I didn't want it to waste. And I used to talk to myself about it, you know, and I used to say, well, that's what it's for, to use it. To keep it uh, from getting dirty, the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit was given to us to use, body of Christ. And He's not just going to go out on His own. He needs us to take Him. And the longer we keep this power of God imprisoned. the more death that occurs. So, this power called the Holy Spirit is all-knowing. He knows what to do. He doesn't need us to describe uh, what needs to be done. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what to do. He, he, there's no instructions. We believe. Don't, do not be moved by what you see, body of Christ. And Acts chapter 24 describes it. But be moved by what you believe. If not, verse 20 in Acts 24, verse 20 says, Or else let these men tell what crime they found me guilty of when I stood before the council of Sanhedrin, Jewish high court. If not, you're going to be judged. Yes, yes, when we get to heaven, God's going to judge us, but the judgment I'm talking about, she's here on this earth, the judgment of what? The judgment of guilt and shame and lack and poverty and sickness and disease and division, strife, worry, fear, doubt. That's judgment. And we've been redeemed from that curse. Isn't it, isn't it incredible? 
that Jesus Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law and yet we still want to pass judgment. Verse 21, Paul says, Other than for this one statement which I had shouted out as I, as I stood them, stood among them, for the resurrection of the dead, I am on trial before you today? I'm on trial for I'm on trial because I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not on trial for that. It's a gift. He's a gift. I'm not on trial for that, Satan. Jesus Christ is a gift. I've been redeemed from sin. I'm, I am a sin, I, have, I, I was a sinner saved, as Myra said earlier, by grace. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. We've been saved by grace, body of Christ. And we were saved by grace to deliver a message. And that message comes from the power of the Most High God called the Holy Ghost. That message cannot be delivered if we don't believe. God can't speak to you through you if you don't believe but if Christ. No, you'll never be worthy. No. You heard 8 o'clock this morning, how, the, how God spoke to me. The, oh my gosh, I was in tears. I was in tears. I was in tears because there, there's no way I'm worthy of that. Not possible. But it's not because of me. It's because of Jesus that lives in me. The hope of the most high glory. That's why He can speak through me and you. I don't hold myself of high regard, body of Christ. But I do hold myself as a child of the Most High God. And when God wants to speak to me, let Him speak to me. When He wants to speak through, let Him speak through you. The Satan's always going to have a argument. Verse 22 says, Acts 24, verse 22 says, But Felix, having a rather accurate understanding, there's Satan, right, about the way, put them off, saying, When Lysus, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. Well, no, 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 my case has already been decided. Your case has already been decided. You've been redeemed, Period. Verse 23, otherwise, otherwise, this is what's going to happen. Verse 23, then he ordered the centurion to keep on custody, but, but to let him have some freedom. And he told the centurion not to stop any of his friends from providing for his needs. Uh, Satan no longer has authority over us. 
He's not just going to allow some prosperity. God has given us abundance, overflow, voluptuous living. We're no longer under a curse. We're under the blood covenant. The covenant of Jesus Christ who who removed us from the curse of the law, redeemed us, delivered us completely. There's no argument here. I don't have to ask Satan if I can worship. I don't have to ask Satan if I can be used by God. I can. I just believe. It's not. This is not a, a democracy with Satan, where we vote. But but what the Acts twenty three four is describing is the body of the church today, where we give uh, the church today gives Satan a choice. This is not a democracy. Satan doesn't have a vote. He's been defeated. And every time, like Myra said today, uh, when every time you allow that thought of unworthiness, you're giving Satan a vote. Every time you allow that feeling of, of I can't, you allow Satan a vote. This is not a democracy. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. And that blood came at a price. We don't give Satan a vote. Should I, could I, can I? No. No, 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 no. Father God, use me. Speak through me. What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to teach? Who do you want me to pray for? I'm not giving Satan an option. Verse 24, several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewish, Jewess. He sent for Paul and listened to him talk about faith in Christ Jesus. But as he was discussing righteousness, self-control, honorable behavior, personal integrity, and the judgment to come, Felix became frightened and said, go away for now. And when I find a convenient time, I will send for you. Satan, in the name of Jesus... You're under our feet. Period. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are and will always be the body of Christ. Righteous and right standing with the Most High God. We're now joint there with Jesus. Seeds of Abraham. Blessed coming in and blessed going out. We are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. There's no vote here. We're righteous. Washed whiter than snow. Mm -hmm. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore.
we're no longer part of this discussion. We've been bought at a price. We've been purchased through the blood of the Lamb. So Satan, the name of Jesus, take your hands off my family. Take your hands off my wealth. Take your hands off my thought life. Take your hands off my health. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. I make a decision now in the name of Jesus that I am a child of God. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Now, Holy Spirit, lead, guide me, and direct me. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Make these crooked paths straight, Holy Ghost. Praise God forevermore. Open doors and no man can close, and close doors and no man can open. Praise God forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. I am no longer under judgment. I am no longer up for grabs. I belong to the kingdom of God. Satan, this is no longer a discussion, but a declaration. I am a child of the Most High God. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. In the name of Jesus, Satan, take your hands off my family. Praise God forevermore. Release them from bondage. In the name of Jesus, take your hands off my nephews. Take your hands off my father. Take your hands off my aunts and my uncles. Take your hands off my cousins. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Acts chapter 24 discusses not what Paul was going through. Yes, it describes it, but it discusses the spiritual battle for the hearts of a man and a woman on this earth. And if a man doesn't understand and a woman doesn't understand that their, their spirit has been purchased at a price at Calvary, they're going to, they're going to keep trying to um, convince the jury, which is Satan, that you're innocent. We don't have to convince anyone that we're innocent. We just have to believe that what Jesus did on the cross is enough. Father, we thank you for that word. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for your guidance, direction. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us and directing us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.